Well, welcome to 20 for your 20s, a podcast that tackles the topics that are on your mind as you navigate the most pivotal decade of your life. This show is brought to you by Northwood Young Adults, recorded live from The Collective. Thank you for joining, and I'm joined, as always, by Cody Richard. Hello. And so today we are asking the question, does God love me if I have doubts? Does God love me if I have doubts? And so let's go ahead and make it clear, if you only get through the first uh, minute of this podcast, that yes, yes, he loves you if you have doubts. Absolutely. But that does not mean that doubt is not a common thing that we wrestle with. A, uh, a recent study shows that two out of every three Christians admit to experiencing a season of doubt. And millennials or Gen Z, the generation that we find ourselves in, uh, often say that church isn't a safe place to express doubt, which is not good for a, you know, a group of people, a generation that you know, are, are inclined to ask questions because of the amount of information that we have at our fingertips. You know, the, the millennial Gen Z generations, they're, they're the most informed generations in history, right? We were able to ask questions about anything and find the answer. But for some reason, the exception to that has been within the church. It's been within the realm of faith. And so I'm going to share a quote with you and uh, just to kind of show you, you know, just how common this is. And if you are struggling with it, uh, to know that, man, you're not alone, that you know, all kinds of people deal with doubt. And so, Cody, I'm going to read you this quote, and then okay. I'm going to tell you afterwards who said this. And it's kind of shocking. This is the quote. Darkness is such that I really do not see, neither with my mind nor with my reason. The place of God in my soul is blank. There is no God in me. When the pain of long longing is so great, I just long and long for God. I speak as if my very heart was in love with God, tender, personal love. But if you were there, you would have said, what hypocrisy. That was Mother Teresa Whoa. that said that. I'm, I'm honestly, uh, I'm shocked, I think, to hear that. But I also, I feel like I kind of assume that all these people I look up to at some point or another have like ridiculous amounts of doubt. Sure that I just am never going to see. And I feel like I assume that because I know that I have that. Like, it, it helps me to think like, oh, yeah, he's probably really insecure. You know, or like, <laughs> right. She, right, she, she's helps. probably right. not like sure of herself or dude probably threw up before we went to go speak <laughs> on stage. You know, like whatever it is, uh, whether it's in ministry or sports or something like part of me is really accepting of the fact that like these people don't have it all together. Um, but it, it is, it is something that I feel like we don't talk about enough that there's a real dark, like kind of nasty amount of doubt that we carry around sometimes. And, and it seems like something that we can feel like would disqualify us because I know for myself, like I'm probably not standing up in front of a ton of people saying, yeah, sometimes it's hard for me to really believe the whole creation story, yeah. you know, like right. <laughs> the, the, the Adam was sat in front of all these animals and named them, you know, like the, the God took seven days and really, you know, mashed this place together just with his words, you know, like there's like this stuff that I don't have all the answers to that sometimes I can not wrap my mind around. And because of that, it's difficult for me to say it with confidence in front of other people. Um, it's difficult for me to get out and, and sit across from someone else and, and really truly just like 
tell them everything's going to be okay when I know I have situations in my life where I'm completely doubting if everything's going to be okay, you know, if God is in control. Yeah. And and I think that's a real big part of um, of being in ministry for me personally. And, and it's something that if those of us dealing, those of us in ministry are dealing with this, I'm certain any other Christian out there is dealing with this, that when it comes to sharing your faith with others, it comes to actually sitting with someone and telling someone about Jesus Christ, that there can always be this potential for personal self-doubt, that what you're saying you don't believe as much as you're saying it. You know, in that insecurity can eat you alive. Yeah, for sure. And so I, I think too, there's a there's a strength in identifying what it is that you doubt. You know, if you're wrestling with doubt, what what is it that you're doubting? Are you doubting the existence of God? Are you doubting the the story of God, the the goodness of God? I mean, are you doubting something that you see in scripture, like you said, like creation, is it mm-hmm. parting of the Red Sea? Is it the resurrection, right? Or, or, you know, is it miracles? And so I think identifying what it is that you doubt is a great place to start so that you can start fighting that doubt, you know, because it's, it's, it's hard to fight an enemy that you don't know or that you can't identify. And so how would you say as a way that we can fight doubt once we've identified it? Um. Well, I think that's powerful. Um, one of the things I always try and stay away from when I'm talking with someone else um, is is something that I do commonly for myself, and I call it putting out little fires. Um, there's a lot of little fires that can go off, especially when it comes to doubt or mistrust of what's being told to us or what it says in Scripture or... Um, even sometimes when a miracle happens in our lives and it's actually miraculous, like there's no other explanation that this happened other than that God literally stepped into nature and shifted things around. Um, even then it's hard for us to doubt people that saw Jesus in the flesh doubted. Right. Um, and I think we have this, this idea that if we saw Jesus today, we wouldn't doubt as much. But Jesus even said himself, these people had seen and they don't believe. Right. You know, like blessed are those who haven't seen and yet they still believe. And so my thought is, is getting down to the root of doubt, you know, like your personal, why am I not trusting? Like what has happened to me that's causing me to question this to a point that is creating a rift in my relationship with God? Um, now doubt, I think can be a really dirty word or it can be a really healthy word. Um, we were talking a little bit earlier about how sometimes doubt is born out of experience. You know, like I've done something before and it hasn't worked like enough times to where I doubt that it would happen if I did it again. Um, maybe you doubt that you'll win the lottery after buying 30 lotto tickets and not getting any money back. And that might be a good doubt, you know, like that might not be your, you know, it's not good to hold on hopes for some things, but when it comes to Jesus and God in the gospel, we sometimes put our own insecurities 
up in front of him and say like, well, I'm weak, I'm inconsistent, I'm not perfect, and so I'm gonna put all of those on you and you're weak, you're inconsistent, you're not perfect, you weren't who you said you were, you didn't live and die and rise again. You know, like we start to imagine that Jesus is capped at our capacity and that's really hard to believe in someone who looks like me. Yeah, and what, what you're hitting on is exactly what happened on the road to Emmaus. Like after <laughs> Jesus died, was in the grave, and then when he was resurrected, he starts walking, and he comes you know, up to these two guys who are you know, beside themselves, like they're very upset, and he asks them, you know, what's, what's wrong? And they're like, man, have you, <laughs> you living under a rock? Like Jesus died, you know, like, and, we, and, they, and they say we had hoped that he was the Messiah, right? We had right. hoped that he was the Savior, right? And you know they were expecting him to be a certain a certain kind of ruler that he, that he didn't actually come to be. And so Jesus then you know answers them by using scripture, and he says, "Well, let me show you the the scriptures and how like how you know I am the Messiah, and I did and I fulfilled all of these scriptures." And and it says that their you know their their hearts burn within them because of that, like it finally was revealed to them. Yeah. And but I think that that phrase we had hoped. You know, we find ourselves there so often, right? Like, man, we had hoped this was true about God, or we had hoped this was true about the story, but we find ourselves in a spot, like you said, putting our limits on him. You know, I think we we see things so much in black and white as humans that we forget that, you know, God's ways are higher. You know, that yeah. we're not always able to understand and imagine and comprehend who God is and what he can do. And so I think one of the biggest ways that we can fight doubt is through scripture. You know, scripture says that the words of God are a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. You know, the word of God can be a light that, that leads you through the darkness of your doubt. You know, the, the word of God has the ability to illuminate the dark places of our life. And, and you know, when those doubt, those doubts cross your mind, like where was God, you know, why, or why would God do this? Or God didn't come through or God didn't hear me or God won't accept me. You know, when those doubts come, you can fall back on the things that you know to be true of God. You know, when those doubts come, you're able to say, well, that's not the God that I know. Right. That's not the God that I see in Scripture. It's not the God I've been walking with. And so, you know, your doubts can be overcome by knowing that that God, you know, whose ways are higher, that his thoughts are higher, he's got a perfect plan. Like, he's walking with you, right? And when you're walking with God closely, those doubts won't cripple you because you know the doubts that you feel can be overcome by the God that you know. Right. There is... Um I love that you mentioned that scripture can answer our doubt because that is something that um, <clears throat> my wife and I joke about this all the time is, is she doesn't love doctors. I don't love doctors. Like going uh, to see doctors? Yeah, going okay. to see doctors. I think doctors are great people. I'm a very big fan of doctors. If you're a doctor listening, I'm, <laughs> I respect you. Um, but it's just like it's so cumbersome, and sometimes you're just – barely inconvenienced. You're like, well, what's a doctor going to do, you know, to fix it? Really, a doctor will know what to do to fix it. Right. That's why they went to school. Yeah. That's what they, that's what they do. Yeah. You know, like. And they enjoy doing it. Because I don't know what a doctor would do doesn't mean that a doctor can't do anything. Mm -hmm. And I think we think about that with scripture is like, how will scripture answer my doubts? Because we don't know what's in it. If you don't know what's in it, why would you have to go to it? <laughs> right. You know, like I, I think we get held back from stepping in and letting God shine his light on our, on our doubt 
in and really that shame of having doubt in the first place can keep us in our doubt when really God welcomes it. God is is really, really excited about the idea that he gets to walk through our doubts with us. Um, he, you know, I kind of, I think it's the most cliche thing to do to go here, but doubting Thomas. Yeah, no, that's not cliche. Is, is a disciple. I mean, he's the poster boy of doubt. Yeah, he's the poster you know? boy of doubt. And Jesus didn't just say, stop doubting. He -hmm. said, feel my wounds. He stuck out his arms. He found Thomas. He went to him. You know, he went that extra mile. He covered what he needed covered. And that's where I think we forget that sometimes we think that it's our job to run after God and he is running away from us. He is not. Right. He is running towards us. He has the desires to meet our desires. You know, he knows exactly what you're dealing with and he's not hiding from you. It, sometimes we just are too stubborn to look. Yeah. You know, we're too stubborn to turn to scripture and that can keep us from ever getting over where we are. Um, I know personally there has been plenty of times in my life where I know God has called me to do something. Uh, (coughs) I feel clear what direction he's sent me in, but I don't think either I make enough money to do that or I'm talented enough or I can add enough value. Um, For instance, like getting married, I doubted that I was going to be a good husband. Um, I don't have any kids yet, but big part of me honestly doubts that I'm going to be a good father. Although I'm extremely excited to be a father. I was extremely excited to be a husband. I'm extremely excited to be in ministry. I doubted that I would be, you know, any value working in the church setting. And so I think that these doubts, if, if we were to tell them to someone else, they would easily think like, "Ugh, well, that that's dumb. You'll be a great husband. You'll be a great father. Mike's a great father. You know, like you'll do great in ministry. You'll do awesome at that job. You know, people often don't feel our doubts because they don't see our insecurities. Right. And, and it's hard to deal with that because it, people wouldn't take it seriously. But God's not sitting around not taking you seriously. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, I think, too, you know, sometimes like, you know, we're looking for proof about God and Sometimes, you know, the, the reason that we can get frustrated or doubt when we don't see that proof is that sometimes we look for the proof, the proof of God either right in front of us or ahead of us, when sometimes the proof of God that we need is behind us, right? Like yeah. that, that we can trust what God is going to do because of what he's done in the past, right? Like right. those things that he's done, done in the past can, can help us as we move forward to know, man, if God was there back then, if God did these things back then, he's going to continue to do them in the, in the, the future. And so like, if I'm in a season where I'm not feeling God, if I'm doubting God, I can look back at those, those past moments, you know, like monuments and say like, okay, I can remember where God showed up and kind of remind myself that he is with me, you know, every step of the way. And, you know, that proof is, is how we have faith in what we can't see, you know? And I think, you know, if, if, you know, if you've ever been to the beach, which I know that you have, you know, living here, everybody yep. and their brother has been to the beach. And, you know, if you get in the water for a while, 
what happens, right? You drift, right? You, you, you're in the water, you know, playing around and eventually you look back at <laughs> where you started and you're way yeah. far away, you know, from the shore where you left your stuff. And so you kind of have to work your way back. Life is kind of the same way. You know what I mean? Like if the, the longer you take your eyes off the cross or the longer you take your eyes off God, the more you're going to drift away. And when you look back up, you're going to think, man, where is he? What's he been doing? You know, yeah. well, we might've drifted. And so I think in our lives, you know, our faith is going to get smaller when our view of the cross gets smaller, you know? Right. And, and so if, if we can just continue to keep our eyes on him and try not to drift. And when we do, man, let's look up quicker than, or, or faster than, um, than maybe we have before and to get ourselves back to where we know that we need to be. I completely agree with that. My experience with God has been time and time again that he hasn't let me fall. And for some reason, I think, you know, in 2020 on a, you know, Tuesday in the middle of November, he is just going to decide to quit his job. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. for me, like on my behalf, he's just going to be like, oof, drop that ball. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm for, going on vacation. <laughs> for some reason, I'm going to break his consistency. Yeah. And, and that is something that is, it's something we're going to, I think, always going to be growing in, in making that reliance on God. Um, there's a, a great quote by Stephen Furtick that says, um, truth always registers best on the other side of complexity. And he tells a story of a single mom uh, with like three kids and she's sitting, you know, at her dining room table and she just got the bills in. She can't pay them. The lights are going to get turned off and she's kind of you know, crying a little bit, her hands shaking. And the neighbor kid, the 14 year old neighbor kid who lives next door, reaches his hand over and puts it on hers and says it's going to be OK. It's like. OK, <laughs> right. Doesn't but, mean too much. Yeah. But if the 99 year old lady from across the street who lost her husband in the war, who buried two of her children before her, you know, who has been through so many different, you know, trials and tribulations, puts her shaking hand on your shaking hand and says, it's going to be okay. There's a difference there, Yeah, yeah. you know, because you believe so much deeper what you're saying. You, You have some real complexity behind your truth. And I think that there's... I think that there's this misconception that when I'm old, I won't doubt. When I'm old, I won't have any sort of issues. I, I, I won't lack this confidence that, that I think I should have. And the reality is, is that probably through experience, we'll recognize that that doubt can't cripple us. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that doubt can't stop us from moving forward. Yeah. That doubt's going to always be there gnawing at our ankles, trying to keep us down. Um, but doubt is not the word of God. Right. He's not the author of doubt. He's not the bringer of doubt. And we don't have to live in that. Yeah. And I would say just to wrap this up is that be okay wrestling with doubt and know that on the other side of it, your faith is going to be stronger than it ever was before. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Cody, have a good one, man. You too. All right. Bye.